What was the biggest responsibility you were tasked with at 10 years of age? For many of us, the answer would be taking out the garbage or some other simple chore around the house. How about saving your father's life? Sounds far-fetched or nearly impossible. But for Cody Sloot, that's what he was called to do. And only days after celebrating that 10th year of birth, nonetheless. It was June 15th of 2007 when John Sloot, a lover of the great outdoors, decided he'd take his son fly fishing and teach him this valuable skill. The Sloots lived in Canada, but as far out as possible from the big city of Toronto. They resided in the mining town of Castlegar, British Columbia. Castlegar is a place where elk hunting and fishing are part of the culture. Cody took after John, and like many 10-year-olds, even viewed his dad as a real-life superhero that was larger than life. For a month leading up to the trip, Cody was hopped up to spend time in the wilderness camping with his father. When the day came, they loaded their all-terrain vehicle with bags, storing tents, sleeping bags, frying pans, food, and of course, fishing poles. The destination was Cinnamon Lake, and with a wide smile, Cody couldn't hide his enthusiasm. The two got on the family ATV and began to make their way. Their first stop was Cody's Aunt Louise and Uncle George's cabin, the couple being about 10 miles out from the lake. They wished their nephew a very happy birthday on their arrival and made for some quick family time before Cody and John's final destination. If we're not back in a few days, come looking for us, John joked as they went on their way. They could have gone most of those 10 miles through a main road, but John figured it'd be more exciting to make the trip scenic and went through the trails ahead. As the trip progressed, those trails would become narrow, and in one instance, a tree would even block their path. John saw it as a learning experience for Cody, though, as he got out his hatchet they brought and chopped it down. Clearing the path ahead, they kept going, but more obstacles would come their way as a steep hill laid before them with a hundred-meter drop to the bottom of the bank beside the narrow path. Although John felt confident that he'd make it if he took his time and was cautious, something told him to allow Cody to get off the vehicle. Walk behind me, John instructed. John continued to drive, and Cody watched his dad from behind. Be careful, Dad. It's getting narrow. He'd let him know. In an instant, though, a drastic shift would rapidly take place. John's deepest fear, he fell off the bank tumbling with the 600-pound massive machine following the whole way down. He lost consciousness for a moment, but knew he was alive, with his son yelling in fear of the worst-case scenario becoming a likely reality. He was alive, though, and thankful to not be crushed under the vehicle. He figured he avoided any collision on the way down, but the reality set in as he had trouble moving that, on the fall, it was apparent they did indeed collide. It all just happened so quickly. Debris from their belongings spread all along the forest, and it would be a major task to retrieve all of it. 
Just able to crawl around at this point, John instructed his son to gather what he could. The 10-year-old was in shock of what had just happened, but listened to his father and retrieved some Pop-Tarts, bacon, steaks, and the hatchet they'd used earlier. It would be enough food to allow them to survive until they were discovered. The ATV, however, was destroyed. A man of faith, John got on his knees with Cody as they prayed to the Lord to keep them safe. It was the most desperate circumstance of Cody's short life up to this point, and John's as well. John said he felt a wave of assurance that they would be protected after that prayer. They got back to walking until dark, with John limping around and needing to stop every hundred feet to ease some of the pain. What would normally be a 45-minute, 5-kilometer walk, or 3 miles, would take the two closer to 4 hours to complete due to John's injuries. As night fell, the two would lie down near a building they found to get some rest, but only one sleeping bag was brought back of their belongings, which of course John allowed for his son to have to stay warm. In extreme pain that night, John didn't sleep a minute. Doing his best to ease the experience for Cody, he woke him up to the smell of bacon they'd brought back, being cooked by sticks over a small fire he'd started. Unfortunately, after exacerbating the damage done to his foot by walking for miles the day prior, the pain had worsened significantly, and John knew that there was no chance he could walk any further. Desperate. He instructed Cody to walk miles out to get his Uncle George. I can't, Cody responded. I'm too scared. But John insisted he could die if he didn't, and that his son needed to be brave. Hoping it would give him some encouragement, John gave him his knife, reassured him he could do this, and had Cody make the trek. Amazingly, Newly 10-year-old Cody managed to reach the house. He frantically pounded on the door. Uncle George! He shouted. As George opened the door, Cody told him everything with tears running down his face. George knew John was in trouble. They got in his truck and Cody guided him the way. As they found John, Cody was relieved to see his dad still there and knew he'd done good by his hero. As they got John in the truck, John hugged his son, and it was now a role reversal of sorts, with Cody truly being his personal hero. As they got back to the cabin, Cody's Aunt Louise had apple pie prepared for them, and in that moment, John knew his prayers from God had been answered, and that everything would be all right. The road to recovery, however, would not be easy, as John would need emergency surgery on his foot to save it from being amputated. To this day, John Sloot lives with limitations. He still enjoys the great outdoors with his family, but his hikes have to be much shorter. A small price to pay, according to John, feeling thankful to still have these moments with family, crediting his faith in God. Our story ends two years later, with Cody Salute receiving the Medal of Bravery by Governor General Michel Jean, awarded in Canada for acts of bravery in hazardous situations. 
Cody says he doesn't feel like a hero, but many, including his father, would beg to differ. Now 25 years old, he will always recall a time that scared him immensely, but where he says he did what he needed to in order to save his dad. Cody acknowledges that it is amazing what we as people are capable of when put in the most trying of scenarios. We would certainly agree with him. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting installment of In the Wild. To hear more captivating stories of real-life survival, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Stay prepared because you never know when you may find yourself in the wild.